Hallelujah. When you fear God, when you live for him, uh, he puts a shield of protection around you. And nothing can touch you. No, no harm can come nigh uh, your dwelling place. Nothing can touch you when you're in the hands of the Lord. If it comes your way, it is because God has allowed it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I didn't come to say this, but I just want to say it. Hallelujah. You can never, you can never stop a man of God, a child of God, whoever. Now they may classify themselves as if they belong to God, nothing in this world can stop them. If God's hand is on a man, taking him from point A to point B, no one can prevent him. If there be a Red Sea before him, he's going to cross over. That's, that's, that, that's the kind of God that we serve. If God, if it, were, if it were impossible for God to keep you, he would not have called you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whatever God does, he does it well. He does it well. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord knows why I had to say that tonight, but I, I just was led to say that. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God. I am attempting tonight very slowly, very, very slowly to speak to us tonight And the call that's on our life, our lives as believers, it's a call of separation, the call to separate. The call to separate. For all of us who have been given graciously, given this call out of the world into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of life, the kingdom of light is a call to separate. And I would want to say to each and every one of us that the call of God is not necessarily as others may say an easy task it's a call that places a demand upon man like no other It's a call, even though it elevates man to another dimension, it will demand a selfless attitude from man. In the book of Luke, 
14, Luke 14. And I'm just going to read here in here. Luke 14 and verse 26. From the King James Version. said, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. He cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I want us to stop for a while and think about the words of our master. These words are fastened to the gate that leads to the kingdom. I'm trying to paint an imagery in our minds. We see the kingdom of God, per se. Just, just walk with me tonight. And we all now recognize the value of Jesus, his ministry, his life. Is life-giving power. Something that has attracted us. We see it. and We have an appetite for it. We want it. We need it. But as we stand at the door, at the gate, to enter, every man needs a key. And the key to that it reads, if any man come to me, let me for a second read from the New Living Translation. Any man come to me, any man desires to be my disciple. In other words, he's the master and he's going to train you to become like him. A copy of him that's what the rabbis the masters did in those days their students you could know the students you could know who their teachers were one i was reading a historic document concerning were the prominent um, rabbis in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ from the school of Hillel and the school of Shammai and the historian wanted us to understand that even the students they would even dress in a similar manner to their as their rabbis or their teachers would attire themselves and even in today's modern 
society that we're living in, many rabbis and their students, their students would wear the same hat as the master. The purpose of the rabbi was to develop that student to the same measure of thinking, of reasoning as the master or the rabbi to understand the same teachings. And so is it the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to show man the way to life. And to any man that is attracted to him, that wants to be his disciples, wants to become like him, he says, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Your father, hello, and mother, hello, Wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even. We're not leaving out. He says, even your own life. And to hate means to love less. There are levels of priority. He's saying that I must be number one. Every facet of your life. He wants to rule. On the throne of our hearts. He says. Otherwise. You cannot. Be my disciple. In other words. There's no middle ground. One has. To agree. To what he demands. To first enroll himself in the school of this great master, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 27 he says, and if you do not carry your own cross. The cross is a symbol of death. He's placing that demand upon any man that is attracted to this Jesus ministry. Brothers and sisters, I want us to understand. And when we first come to the Lord, we don't necessarily appreciate or understand the demand that the Lord has placed on our lives. To stand in the pool and say, I'm going to follow him. All the days of our life is one thing. But when your your mind is inspired by the word of God. Some things that we have never heard. Some things that we did not understand. We recognize the demand that's placed on our lives. He says, if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, be prepared to die and follow me. You cannot 
be my disciple. How many of us allow these words we regurgitate these words in our mind every now and then we bring them back and reflect on them the importance of the call the demand of the call the weight of the call we're going to look on the life of an individual way back in the book of Genesis and we are going to look and see the similarities if Jesus is bringing another message or is he really telling us the demand of God what he requires Hebrews 11 verse 8 tells us it was by faith That Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home. And to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Here we have in the book of Hebrews. Testimonies. Of heroes of faith. Particularly. Abraham who we are identifying tonight. By faith. He was obedient. To the call. Of God. God called him to leave. Home. Comfort. Familiar places God called him. God called him to go to another land that he would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Before I go any further, In the call of Abraham. Or Abram at that time. Before God changed his name. I want us to think about. The importance of the call of God on our lives. Out of Abraham. God promised him while he was Abraham that he will make out of him a father of many nations to make his name great. But nothing can happen until he responded to the call. 
So the first thing we recognize, brothers and sisters, is that the call of God has a purpose. There's an end result for the believer. There's an end result for the bride of Christ. But there is a purpose to be fulfilled in this time for every individual that was called into this kingdom. There is absolutely no such reasoning or purpose where one is called into the kingdom and is given the leverage to do his own business. It is impossible. Impossible. The king, the master of whom we're talking about, will not allow any call individual to be in his kingdom operating on his own agenda. It is impossible. No man that's called of God can operate on his own agenda. If he's doing so, he has not responded to the call. He's not surrendered. And he cannot be his disciple. That's what he said. So the first question that every individual would have to ask themselves. Since we are called of God into this great kingdom, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Scripture tells us Hebrews 11 and 8 that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Tells us brothers and sisters that this call of God that we have received is higher, so much higher than our ability that was given to us. We call it reasoning. Far higher than our ability to reason it out. It's a mystery. But one that can be understood. If we are in 
a relationship with the one who has called us. It tells us, brothers and sisters, that momentum should or is possible without a full understanding of what the Lord has taken us into or called us to. The Bible said, Abraham left his homeland not knowing where he was going. He began to move when he did not know where he was going. Faith. Faith will never lead you to an end result of chaos. Faith is going to take you right to where the promise is. Doesn't matter how many obstacles we have to overcome, faith is going to bring you to the expected end. Even when we don't see it. Now the life of Abraham. We first. Learn about. Abraham. A man called by God. In the book of Genesis. 11. Bible Genesis. 11 verse 27. Tells us a little bit about. The lineage that Abraham is coming from. His father, Tyrion, lived 70 years and begat Abraham, Nahar, and Haran. Now, these are the generations of Tyrion. Tyrion begat Abraham, Nahar, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father, Tyrion. In the land of his nativity. In Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahar took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. And the name of Nahar's wife Milcah. The daughter of Haran. The father of Milcah. The father of Iscah. And scripture tells us that Sarai was barren. She had no child. And Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Haran his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees, Mesopotamia, to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Chapter 12 of Genesis. Bible said, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, or Abram at the time, thank you very much, Sister Mary, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land 
that I will show thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen, brothers and sisters. This is ultimately a call of separation. Can you imagine? Let me see. I don't want to be so. Let me just check some of the names that are on the board tonight. My God. A lot of sister galaxies and brother galaxies. But let me just see a name here. So, and the oral is here. Can you imagine El Oral? Evangelist Kelly, I see you. Sister Sherry, Sister Cheyenne. So many different ones. But can you imagine that you are in the midst of Markham El Oral? And the Lord sees in you the purpose for which he had brought you into this world for. Brothers and sisters, I want you to understand. God said, all souls are mine. Every one of them. The drunkard, the murderer, the righteous man, the hypocrite. Any one of them. The Lord said all souls are mine. And oral. When you were back in Jamaica. When your mother. Became pregnant. And you were yet substance. In your mother's womb. God. Had a soul prepared for you. It's not by chance. Before the foundation of the world. He saw you. And there was a soul prepared for you. When you were born. There was a purpose declared on your life. If we begin to think about. The wisdom of God. The love of God. And the purpose of God for humanity. We would be less stress free. We wouldn't be in the chaos that we find ourselves in at times. Trying to figure out life. God has an easy path for every man. It's not found in the stock market. It's not found in personal agendas. It's found in the mind of God that can only be understood or received through a relationship with God. And so, he prepares a soul for you and a purpose is declared on your life. A purpose. God knows the end the very beginning your entire life is before God knows you before the foundation of the world and he looks on 
you, Sister Kelly, and say, here is a woman I'm calling in the kingdom. Now, brothers and sisters, if God calls us, it means that he has something prepared for us. How many of you know? You see, brothers and sisters, to understand the ways of God, and I'm coming back to Abraham, every obstacle, every challenge, every trial that the believer will face is already overcome. It's not, we may experience it in time, but God has something to say about every challenge that we will face. Because he says, he saw you, he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. Then if you are in Christ, you're outside of time. That's why the scripture tells us the believer is a pilgrim passing through. You're not trapped by time. You're passing through. There's nothing here that can hold on the life of a believer. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if he call you, if he has a purpose declared on your life, then he ultimately can place a demand on your life. Because God never requires anything of us that he has not made provision for. Brothers and sisters, I'll, I'll take your minds a little further to think as the Holy Ghost begin to inspire my mind right now. There was a date and time set before the foundation of the world for the Red Sea to split. God knew that Israel, being led by Moses, will stand before the Red Sea. And there is nothing that the Red Sea could do to resist the children of God passing through. God is one. One mind. One purpose. He's one. The sea doesn't have a mind or a will of its own. That's declared before the very foundation of the world. There was a lamb caught in the ticket reserved for Abraham to sacrifice instead of Isaac before the very foundation of the world. God prepared that and it manifested itself in time for God knew the demand that he would have placed on Abraham. Take now thy only son, the one whom you love and sacrifice him to me. I feel the Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God says to the call, the elect, thou shall love the Lord thy God 
with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. He said it because he gave us the ability to do it. He, it is impossible and it would be cruel of God to place a demand on frail, corrupt man. That man was not given the ability to fulfill. Abraham, Hebrews tell us, went by faith. Who gave him it? God. It's not something he practiced. It's not something he tried to develop on his own. It's not something he studied. God gave him a measure of faith and he fed it. He responded in obedience. The Bible said that the Lord said unto Abraham, Get out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Let's, Let's stop for a while. Let's stop for a while. Because we we will have to understand now, brothers and sisters, where Abraham was, or of the Chaldees, a developed, in those times, a, a commercial center, a city. Talking about Toronto. It was like a Toronto in those days. Everybody wanted to be a part of or of the Chaldees. Mesopotamia. He's comfortable. But it is a land that's filled with idolatry. Including Abraham's relatives. Abraham's relatives. His family. Terah, his father, was an idolater. Nahar. Tira's father was an idolater. They all serve on the Nimrod. They made idols. You check out extended relative Laban, father of Rachel, and you find out what where Rachel got his idol from, from his father. Same family. Bible said. Unto Abraham. The Lord said. (laughs) Abraham. Cause you. To be born. I gave you a soul. For a specific purpose. I'm going to make a nation out of you. I'm going to. Make my name great. Through the land. Out of your walk with me. And I really don't care. About what. Attachments you have to your father's house. To your family. To the land that you were born in. I look on the time. And I now recognize. Because I'm in eternity. But when I check the calendar. I recognize. 
in time, the clock has now struck. It's the moment for you to move out from your father's household. My agenda must take priority now. How many of us ever stop to think what is God's the purpose of God's call on our life when we take on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? I know most of us are just are just taught. We get baptized, ensure we are filled with the Holy Ghost, live a clean life, and wait for heaven. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And and you can, any man think that way, you can you can come and have a talk with me, and we will we'll go through the pages of God's holy scripture. Because if that's what God called me for. Get baptized, fill with the Holy Ghost, live clean, sit in church, clap, sing, and just wait to go home with the Lord. And something else is going to have your mind in this world. The Bible said, get out of your country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Can you imagine? You must leave everything. A call of separation. And this God. And this voice. Or however he manifested himself to Abraham. Tells him. Get out. I'm taking to a land that you don't know. But I'll show it to you. Just, just, just get out. Move. How is it I'm going to live? Move. How is it that my family will be kept safe? I'm married. I have Sarah. Get out. Move. Cut ties with your land, your father's household. Cut ties. Separate. Leave your country. Your relatives, your father's house, your family's possessions and properties. The emotional side of it. The love that you receive from family. The care, support, security. Your status in the community that you're from. Your status in your family. Why? God placed these demands on a man because these are the dear things that will keep him stagnant or hinder him from understanding or responding positively to the call of God. God will never Demand of you to give up anything 
that will positively reinforce your call. If he call you and he says, leave your household, it is because your household is a hindrance. Now, I'm not telling everybody to leave your household. Understand what I'm saying. We're dealing here with the life of Abraham. But he may place that demand on you. I don't know. It must, as we look on this, brothers and sisters, this may have been the very great, very reason why the Lord had placed these demands upon Abraham. In the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 2 to 3, we're going to learn something. I read of I read before from Genesis chapter 11. Acts 7 verse 2 to 3. And he said, men, brethren and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham. When he was in Mesopotamia. Ur of the Chaldees. That's the land of his father. Tira. Before he dwelt in Haran. Genesis 11 tells us. Of Abram being in awe of the Chaldees. Genesis 12 is telling us. Of Abram being in Haran. Acts 7 to the 3. And said unto him. Get thee out of thy country. And from thy kindred. And come into the land. That I will show you. Genesis 15 and verse 7. The Lord said unto him. Abraham. I am the Lord. That brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees. To give thee this land to inherit it. God reminds him. Of something. The first call. We go back to Genesis 11. We may have to pick this up another time, brothers and sisters, but we're going to spend some time in this. The Bible said, these are the generations of Tyria. We list them out. And Haran died before his father Tyria in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. Verse 31 goes down to tell us after Abraham got married. He said, And Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Haran his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son's Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. The Bible said, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years. And Terah died in Haran. Terah lived 75 years. 
begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Terah died 105 years. So what we have now is 130 years. Verse 1 of Genesis 12. The Lord now said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. That meant or that means brothers and sisters that from the coming out of Ur of the Chaldees into the land of Haran a stopover point not the promised land somewhere during that time the Lord called Abraham again that's what that's what Stephen is telling us in Acts Before he dwelt in Haran and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land that I will show you. He called him in her in her of the Chaldees. Now, here in Haran, the Lord is saying to Abraham, Come out of your country and from your kindred and from thy father's house unto a land. That I will show you. Get out. It tells me brothers and sisters. And the demand here. There's a stress. When the Lord spoke this time. It's in a more emphatic way. He's saying get out now. Some sense of urgency. Now. Get out now. Come out. There's a call on your life. There's a purpose for you. And time clock is striking the hour. Where do I stand concerning my call? Something I I spend much time focusing on, meditating on, concerning the call of God. Because it tells me, brothers and sisters, somewhere between leaving from Ur of the Chaldees, somewhere along the line, there was a period in Abraham's life where he rested 
for his top oval with his father, Tira. Let me spend some more time in that next week. But stop over with his father, Tira. Then the word of the Lord comes again. Come out of that country. Why the country? What kind of a hindrance is the country to Abraham? One may say that's not the promised land. But he asked him to cut ties, to separate from that country. Why? Because it was an idolatrous country. From thy kindred, the family ties. In those days, you talk about tribes, clans. Why? Is it that the Lord is now saying, cut ties, come out, leave them? You begin to see, brothers and sisters, that the call of God leads us, sometimes leads us on a very lonely path. Where we, we are now exposed to everything that's around us. But we stand by faith on the promises of God. We become like praise to, de- to be devoured by the, the wild animals, so to speak. But now one is standing on the very foundation, the word of God, in which everything else, the earth, the universe, sits on. Now, he moves by faith. The Lord said, From your father's house. What's up with my father's house? We read. If any man come to me and hate. Not his father. Mother. Wife. Children. Brethren. And sisters. Yea. And his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. In other words. If Abraham cannot do these things. If he doesn't obey. Then there's no promise. Comes by faith. In obedience to God. To receive. The promise that God. Is in store for us. And unto a land. That I will show thee. Brothers and sisters. We don't want to. Think of Abraham. As a. a common letter God. We don't want to think of him as as some supernatural being. He's a man. He's a man. And even some of us, brothers and sisters, were not exposed to the evil that he was exposed to. The 
confusion. Uh, the, the, the house of idolatry. Seeing little idols all over the place. Thank God some of us were born knowing that Jesus is God. This man was not born in that sort of a household. It was a corrupt family. The Lord says now to him, Abraham, purpose is on your life. Your name is going to be great. I'm going to bless you. I make of you a great nation. Thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Move out, pack up, and go. Are we ready to challenge our faith in which we begin to look as we walk upon this terrestrial ball. We begin to realize that everything here is passing away and there's a call on my life that I have to fulfill before I touch the grave or before he comes. It's one thing I don't want to do. I tell the Lord all the time. I have to make some decisions but I don't want to go to the grave with an unanswered call. I don't want to die in misery. I don't want to die with regrets. I want to die in peace. I don't want to be rich in this world and poverty stricken in the world to come. Abraham, leave your father's household. Brethren, do you un- if you understand what that means for Abraham, or Abraham, you will recognize how serious that call is. Terah begat Abraham, Nahar, and Haran. There's an inheritance. Abraham his father is no is not a man of any ordinary stature there's wealth in his family there's an inheritance there Abraham and when you do the calculations I'll present this to you he left even without the honor of burying his father would not stick around for a will. Would not stick around from the wealth that would come from his father. Answered the call of God. Because the purpose, there's no sweeter purpose for living than saying yes to God. I close. Of course, I'm not trying to uh, describe myself or my own testimony uh, as if I measure up to Abraham. No, but I'm just going to share my own little testimony. Some of us have heard it before. 
But brothers and sisters, the call of God is no different for a believer. It is the same call of separation to a new life, a new beginning, a new creation. He said, behold, all things are passed away. All things have become new. We are a new creation in him. The old things, the old man is crucified with him. It's a new life, a life of separation. I, 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 I left Jamaica. And I, when I left Jamaica, brothers and sisters, I did not leave Jamaica because I had desired, and I'm going to close with my testimony. I did not leave Jamaica because I had desired to go to another country. In fact, I never had such desires. I've shared that before. My wife, uh, working for the government back in Jamaica, uh, she at times her job would take her uh, into different countries across this world. And I would, uh, I would drop her at the airport. And brothers and sisters, I did not have such ambitions. I did not have a passport, much less a visa. I had no interest to travel. And on one occasion, she had gone on a, on, a, on, a, on a missionary assignment with her mom. I believe it was in Washington, D.C., and I was heading back to the airport to pick her up. And I, and I picked her up. On the way to the airport, I was worshiping God in the car. Had some tri trials and struggles in my life at that time. And I was worshiping God. It's, it's beautiful to worship him. And somewhere along Marcus Garvey Drive there, about I felt the presence of the Lord. Like just touched down. I know I, I'm a carrier of his presence. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, I felt something else in the car. And when it touched down, I heard audibly when the Spirit said, I'm taking you out of this country into another country that you don't know across the waters. And there I will bless you. I think it said twice, if I remember correctly. I was so overwhelmed with the experience that when I picked up my wife from the airport, I did not even greet her properly. She couldn't understand what was happening. And how, how, how could I have not shown such emotion in terms of welcoming her? And later in the evening, I told her, I said, I'm so sorry, honey. But I had an experience that I just cannot explain. And I told her. The rest is history. I had to. I ended up for some reason deciding on furthering my studies. And when I applied for it, I was caught up in a vision, brothers and sisters. And I saw at the embassy where I was, right in the Canadian embassy, 
where they denied my family members at the time, Sister China and Sister Maria, the visas to come along with me, but they granted me. And I saw in the, in the, in the, in the vision, the woman that was working at the back office, the visa officer who was handling the file. And I saw where an evil spirit was sitting on her. And she kept on denying, denying. And the woman at the front that was dealing directly with me was trying to convince her to tell her, change your mind. And she denied and denied. Brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to say to you, there's there's a sweetness, I can't explain it, in doing, in following, wholeheartedly after what God has called you for in this great kingdom, not our own agenda brothers and sisters that is what is frustrating the apostolic church too many folks having their own agenda in a kingdom and when I they called me into the office and they said Mr. James please come at such and such a time I turned up at the office brothers and sisters and I I saw the same lady at the front and she was dealing with me, the one that was trying to help me. And then she looked me in the eyes and she said, Mr. James, uh, we're so um, happy to tell you that you have been granted a visa to go and pursue your studies. And I felt good until I heard, unfortunately, I held back my smile. At this time, we're not able to grant your wife or your child visas to accompany you. I was pushing, she was pushing the passport under the window with the visa in it for my passport. I put my hand on the passport, on her hand, as I listened to her. And I pushed it back under the window on her side, over to her. And she looked at me. I said, look in my eyes. I said, I'm a man of God. I'm a man of purpose. And I said, if this is not the will of God for me, take it. I don't want it. I said, I'm, 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 I'm recently married, just a few years, and I am not prepared to separate myself from my family. I said, take that visa out of my passport and give me back my passport. Her eyes popped wide open and she said to me, yes, I believe, I believe the will of God. Yes, I believe. I said, yes, ma'am, take it out. I said, look at me. The God of Canada is the God of Jamaica. Take that visa out of my passport and give me back my passport. I'm not leaving my family. She said, one second, Mr. James, I'm going to talk to the, to the, the officer at the back of the building. And then I saw the vision starting to play out. This is no reality. And she went back about two or three times. And every time she came back, no. And every time she came back, I said, take it out. 
She said, I'm going back to talk to her. She came back again. She said, no, until she finally said, Mr. James, I'm going to beg you. Please don't take it out. You don't have to use it. Just leave it there. If you don't feel like using it, don't use it. Just leave it. I said, okay, that's fine. And I took my passport. And brothers and sisters, would you understand? I'm closing now. I'm on my way back to my house in Spanish town. My mother-in-law called me. And she worked for the government at the time. Being the registrar general um, uh, at that time in Jamaica. She said to me, how is it? I told her what took place. I did not know that she was being asked a week earlier. She had been asked to make a presentation to the consulate general, the high commissioner there at the, at the Canadian High Commission. And they had a relationship, a business relationship. And so she picked up the phone and she called the high commission and said, what would be some of the reasons why they would deny such an application? And the man get to understand that it was her daughter. I'm on my way back to Spanish Town and I got a phone call. Mr. James, um, we would love for you to come back on such and such a date. We have reversed our decision and we are going to grant all your family members visas to travel along with you. Please come back such and such a time. By this time, brothers and sisters, this was a day, I think, I believe it was Boxing Day when the embassy was closed to everybody. What am I saying? I'm saying to each and every one of us, God has a road map for our lives. A road map by faith does not bring frustration. It will bring trials but it's not meant to frustrate us it's meant to improve us and to bring us into the promise the inheritance that God wants for us we struggle to bring forth results because we operate against his agenda God has an agenda for every man God has an agenda a purpose for each and every one of us that's called brothers and sisters, unmute your microphone. Please. God did not call you, Brother Bevin, and call you and tell you to come with your agenda. No. They'll call you like that, Ella Brown. When he calls us, he tells us, strip. Cut, cut ties. I want to see you as a man. As you, who you are. I want you. Cut ties with everything. I have something to tell you. This is what I have for you. I want you to come follow me. I see something in you that's going to destroy you. It's called self. The self-will. Cut ties with the self-will. I have something beautiful for you. But you can't get it. If you don't cut ties with the self-will. Take up that cross and follow me. Yes. 
brothers and sisters, we're going to go further next week into this in, this in this teaching. But we will begin to recognize why John say we ought to abide in him that when he appears, we don't shrink back with shame. Mm-hmm. Shame comes when a man recognizes what he misses out on. Mm-hmm. There's something beautiful about this call. Amen. This call, you don't have to worry about how you will live. You don't have to worry about how you're going to eat or you're going to clothe yourself. But the man who said, let go, is the man who said, I have prepared for you everything that you need for the call. Everything. Shamakosai. How have I responded? How have I responded? Am I on the move? Am I in Haran? Am I on a stopover point? Am I with my father Tira in Haran? Faith is momentum. It never stops. Hallelujah. 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 Faith comes with us focus. Hallelujah. I tell you Sunday when I was preaching, the Lord uh, appeared to me in my prayer speaking to me and told me you, you can be distracted brothers and sisters it's possible for you to be distracted Heron yeah. is a distraction God brought me here but he had to tell me I need you without your plans he had to remind me that you never leave Jamaica because you decided you want to leave. I brought you here. That's what he told Abraham. I brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees. Don't you come talking to me about you, you, you leaving Ur of the Chaldees. I brought you into this kingdom. You couldn't save yourself. Brothers and sisters, we are purchased with his blood. Everything to do with Christianity, everything to do with the kingdom of God, touch blood, everything. It's a bloody, bloody, bloody affair. Bloody worship. Mm. 
everything to do with Jesus Christ. We first have to look on his blood. He told us we are not our own. We are purchased with precious blood. There's a, there's a tag on every man that's called. Like this, uh, our ears are pierced. There's a ring on it. You belong to him. Purchase. He said, you are my own. Ears concerning those that were in uh, servants in the household of the Israelites. When the time come for them to be freed, some of them decided to remain as servants. The ears were pierced. We're servants of the Most High God. Paul said, I'm a slave to him. An apostle, a prisoner. I have nowhere going. Brothers and sisters, it is a very high time that we are standing in. We've got to consider every man what we have done. How have we responded to our call? Because if we're operating under the same man of lifestyle, yes, going after the things in this world and paying no attention to what God demands, it means we haven't responded. I've got to stop. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. 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 I'm preaching down to no man. I'm, I'm looking in my own life. And I beg of you, brothers and sisters, when you pray, pray for me. I want to, I want to ensure that I properly respond to the call of God. Pray me up. Yes. Pray me up too. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.